You're listening to a DM podcast. G'day, pod lovers, podcasters, podlings, and welcome to Behind the Podcast, the podcast that opens the studio doors and takes a peek behind the microphone to tell you, the listener, the producer, the creator, the aficionado, what's happening in the podverse. I'm Jules, and with me, as always, is Stocks. Hello. In this week's episode, Strike Force 5, Pod for the Riders. Spotify bet big on podcasts, but will it pay off? Ambient podcasters get white noise from Spotify, and how much is too much podcasting? G'day, 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 and welcome to another week of Behind the Podcast with Jules and Stocks. How are you, mate? I'm really well. Mate, this is interesting. This is an evening record. I know. For you and I. A so, hot spring night. Yeah, we're doing Wednesday, hot spring night. I put a fella in my throat. Uh-huh. I had a fella... What do you call it? A seltzer on the way. There you and go. you are running on your point system, which maybe you can tell everyone about. Your health point system, you uh, didn't have one. No, that's right. I mean, this is not a usual thing for me to turn down a drink. Very off-brand. Yeah, that's right. But it is, uh, it's Wednesday. I don't like to open up the gates until at least Thursday. So what's this little gamification you've got with your wife? So we have a couple of weeks until we go away on a little bit of an adventure. We're trying to just you know, live healthily in those final weeks. Um, And we have developed a point system where this is some serious stuff, I've got to say, and it's obviously a very complex system of points and and it's going to lead to a lot of very intense exercise. Now, if you'll bear with me for a moment, we get one point for 15 minutes of walking, two points for more than 15 minutes of proper exercise. So if you're going to go for a swim or do a lift or something like that, you get minus two points for having sugars, chips, those sorts of things, or you get minus a point for having alcohol, which caps out at four. Okay. So there's a lot going into this, as you can see. <laughs> and so I, Sugar's a real evil here. Sugar is the real evil. Yeah. I think that's the lesson that we can all learn here. And so. I'm very much looking forward to winning, and I take winning very seriously, particularly in just you know competitions oh, that mean absolutely in, nothing. Absolutely. You are the king of the trivial pursuit. And I'm trying to find a way to uh, cheat the system. Um, of course, of course. But yeah, always looking for the shortcut to the candy store. That's right. But in the first week, I'm just you know I'm thinking about just oh, playing, this is week doing one. the honourable play. I okay. want to I want to just play like a gentleman, and then you know down the track I'll start to cheat and lie and steal and do all those things. That oh, you're a man of honour. You'll never do that. You'll never do that. <laughs> all right. Well, look, I've got a treat for you. This yeah. is absolutely sugar coated uh-huh. alcohol for your soul. Okay. Late night hosts switch to podcasting to fund out-of-work staff. Stephen Colbert, Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel, Seth Meyers, and John Oliver uh, have done a Spotify series. This is just ticking every box for you. This is... Yeah, I mean, headline sounds pretty good to me. Yeah, late night hosts, Mm -hmm. podcasting... Oh, and also writer strike. So yep. this is this is Batstone bingo here. Nah, it really is. <laughs> but first question: Where's Conan O'Brien, your boy? Yeah, where is he? Why is he not turning up on this? Is he not supporting the writers, uh, or is he? I dare say he's got his own network. Yep, and the Coco uh-huh. network, and it doesn't play well with Spotify. Yeah, fair enough. And maybe also uh, he writes some of his own stuff as well, so he's not as affected by the writer strike as these guys might be. 
Yeah, true, 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 true. Yeah, he's a, he's a real comedian. Mm-hmm. He's not one of these fake, um, how you call it, uh, beauty pageant hosts. Okay. <laughs> um, just reading lines that their 15 writers have written for them. Yeah. yeah, he's a real comedian. So you've had a listen to this? Hell no. no. I would not waste my time. I would not waste a second of my time listening to this. This is everything I hate about media. This is big network stuff, yep. questionably talented people, mm-hmm. uh, laughing monkeys, basically. I'm going to, you know, particularly uh, Jimmy Fallon, for example, let me laugh at your joke that wasn't funny. Oh, yeah. uh, old media, 1960s. Um, I hope this fails. Really? And I hope this writer strike leads to the death of this format of television because, you know what, the world hasn't missed it. Yeah, but there's a lot of writers out there who might be hoping that they're able to come back on these sorts of shows. Ah, oh, goddamn, Julian. Yeah, <laughs> just think about the writer's really, stocks. That's a really good point. <laughs> <laughs> that, just, that is actually a good point. But no, I want these formats to go because find another show, employ the writers to actually write something yeah. that people want, people under the age of 70 who don't live in middle America want. I hate these shows. I used to love them. I loved it growing up. Mm-hmm. But I, the fact that these guys are power brokers, heavily paid, Jimmy Fallon for me is the avatar of what I hate about this. Yeah, I mean, look, I I don't necessarily disagree with you on the Jimmy Fallon stakes there. I think what is interesting is, you know, these sorts of things can reveal how much they do rely on the writers. And and I think, you know, just for the layman watching these sorts of shows, you might think that the host has quite a large part to do with the stuff that's being, you know, the jokes, everything that goes out there. But they are, as you said, they're huge teams that are behind them. Mm. And these people like will turn up you know, they're professional at reading the scripts and, and the jokes and everything. They'll come up, give it their charisma, sell the jokes, you know, all those sorts of things. They have the they have the guests on. They have the very, you know, well-rehearsed bits that they do. The producers have prepared everything earlier. There's nothing that's really coming to chance anymore. I mean, some of these shows, they used to be a bit rogue from time to time. You generally know what you're going to get with anyone who comes on these things. It's not going to be controversial. You're not going to find out anything interesting. It's going to be just a prepackaged, you know, Whatever. Yeah, you're lost in the middle middle ground between TikTok, yeah. where it's a two minute video or, or sub two minute video, or a podcast where it's a long form interview. Yeah, and you're giving neither of you're giving neither. Um, I know Fallon's probably been the best at creating a viral moment, uh-huh. um, but yeah. in terms of that, it's all very um, it's not very authentic. So it it. it does struggle and that's that's probably my biggest gripe with these two things you're sitting in no man's land you're getting the best talent yeah. and you and they're doing the lamest lamest possible format they're doing a 1960s johnny carson format with the best talent promoting things and i just think i'd rather see these people on podcasts i'd rather see these people on tiktok yeah and your, your sort of point about podcasting and tiktok being the sort of either end of the spectrum there and where you know where people are wanting to watch or what where they can find more you know engaging sort of stuff on they when sort of YouTube first came in and really started um, gaining popularity, a lot of these shows that did have that old format, that old you know sixties talk show, and that had been the way of doing things. People actually started watching late at night and they watched it then, and then that was kind of it. Jimmy Fallon was was a little bit of a pioneer, I must say, in this, really embracing the internet and what you could do, and knowing that the stuff that you the content that you record on the night isn't just going to stop there it can live on and it's going to have a much wider audience so james corden you know came in wait 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 sorry i just have to qualify this is actually my most hated man in media right but go on okay. i will um i will bubble and bile in the background so he kind of came from nowhere and got this late night show and you know no one in america had really heard of him i'll give him credit where credit's due good actor 
wrote TV show. Yeah. Gavin and Stacey. That was very good. Yeah. Um, he's a talented writer. History um, Boys, all these sorts of things. Like, did have yeah. a lot of clout in the UK, but certainly an unknown in America. Yeah, and this went turbo. Yeah, and he came in and he really formed these shows around doing bits for the internet, doing stuff that could then go onto YouTube and would go Couple karaoke viral. being one. Couple karaoke. Where he sat in a car, sponsored, yeah. like Range Rover, that sat on a flatbed that they drove around uh-huh. uh, L.A., and then created its own show out of that. I mean, that was sort of, you know, these were the ones that really went hard. John Oliver, you know, it's a bit of a different show. It's an evolution of that Stephen Colbert or John Stewart. But they all were, you know, heavily produced, heavily written. Uh, they had the performer delivering the stuff, but, you know, it was, it, it did go down that route. Now, then podcasts came in, and that's when you started to just realize that the stuff that they, the kind of interviews that they have on those shows just mean nothing and they're, they're zero substance and it's just someone up there smiling and you know everyone's fake laughing and whatever you could chuck on a podcast and actually hear people with their defenses down a little bit unsure of what was really going on in this format at the time I think people are a lot more used to it now but you would just get so much more insight and, and because of the length the barriers did come down their guards did come down you got some really interesting discussions happening but yeah I think now it's at that point where all of these writers are on strike obviously all of these shows are just you know running around in circles trying to figure out what to do they're trying to get this thing resolved as quick as possible I would imagine so that they can get their writers back so they can get back on TV they can you know keep these shows you know keep the machine churning and you'll see part of this is about funding them and and really giving a a whole lot of exposure to the writers and trying to get this you know get this resolved and get everyone back on on screen yeah so strike force 5 launched on spotify on the 30th of august and the whole premise was yep to support the writer strike and raise money for the staff of their shows who are out of work now the podcast features these five hosts talking about various topics such as their careers their opinions on the strike guess what they are and their personal lives the podcast has topped the charts initially with Spotify and Apple and has received positive news from critics and listeners since then it has tailed off dramatically but look let's see what happens when they put the next one out and the podcast has also revealed some behind the scenes stories like some cool stuff like Jimmy Kimmel's retirement plans and Ben Affleck and Matt Damon's offer to page Kimmel staff look not surprisingly Kimmel for me is the most interesting of these guys Mm. and not not really surprised that he's coming with the more interesting I guess tidbits from here but it did not go your boy Joe Rogan off the top spot for a little while yeah yeah. (laughs) my guy who would have thought this would be possible but here we are it took five men to take him down but someone's done it and it was only temporarily just like Meghan Markle took him down yeah well that was because you got about a tenth of the listens but you were coming from zero yeah so the algorithm played your way and now you're gone for me hopefully as I said this is the death of late night TV talk show hosts of that whole format and if they can take SNL with them albeit like get rid of these dinosaur formats these institutions yeah gone make the world a better place yeah well maybe some of these writers will be grouping together in the picketing lines thinking about some new ideas and and what they might do outside of these sorts of shows so who knows it could be a breeding ground for some fresh content Trending all across, to be fair, Murdoch-owned publications this yeah. year. But the prestige end, Wall Street Journal, the, Ast- the Australian, you know, the thinking man's Murdoch, yep. the thinking man's limited news. Spotify's $1 billion podcast bet, this is US dollar, turns into a serial drama. So, I mean, this is, you know, these these figures that have been released, this is big clickbait stuff, in my opinion. What do you reckon? I mean, Yeah, well, let's go through it. I yeah. mean, this is Spotify's ambitious strategy. And risky strategy of investing heavily in podcasts. Now, 
it does talk about you're right it's clickbaity it's uh, the deals with Kim Kardashian the Obamas Prince Harry Meghan Markle that's over 286 million dollars for a pair of podcasts and they're spending 250 grand or more on an episode for these exclusive shows to lure in new listeners here's the counterpoint like okay has the strategy paid off well we don't you know yeah maybe not necessarily not I mean. necessarily but I think the bigger point which I think is the interesting point here is that they are playing with the big boys Amazon Apple and Google who also offer podcast services this is like a tiny percent yeah almost an accounting error for some of those companies that's exactly right um, in terms of audio business as opposed to the rest of their business Amazon gigantic company yeah Apple the most uh, cash-rich company <laughs> in the world, and Google, and another Colossus, who um, none of their core business is this audio. So really, Spotify is in a bit of a precarious position here in terms of they're really playing with the big boys. They may be the biggest name in music streaming. Mm-hmm. but Yeah, and I mean, look, you'll see that with the way that they've sort of gone from just music to including podcasts and becoming audio and they're going to be you know they want to go into books as well but as you said that is still only the three elements of audio really like what are you doing kind of past that you know they did a big play that it was worth probably having a go to see how that landed getting these big kind of celebrities involved does that make people stick around does that bring people onto the platform also at the time you know you were getting money for free essentially so they're all about growth they weren't about you know returns. They weren't sort of investors weren't banging down the doors wanting to see some money back. Really, at that stage, they were willing to to roll the dice and see what happened. Now, obviously, this has changed a bit. Yeah, yeah. The market's more crowded. It's more fragmented. Um, exclusive podcasts don't really influence behavior as much. No. Um, it's going to be interesting. And I think the big kind of learning is, yeah, look, you can get someone on, and it's the same thing as we were talking about before with the Strike Force 5. Like, you've got a shiny kind of thing there at the front, but are you getting the substance below that's going to keep you coming back? Is there kind of a reason to keep on coming back week after week? Because a lot of these things, they are, you know, interviews with other, you know, shiny glitzy things and it's good to have a listen to those from time to time and get a bit of goss if you can but if they are those really polished sort of situations uh, this person's doing me a favor by coming on i'm not going to throw them under the bus i'm not going to ask anything controversial you know what you're going to get you know it's kind of diminishing returns after a little while whereas the things like where you're coming in week by week you're developing this relationship with the hosts uh maybe they're talking about sports maybe they're talking about pop culture it's things that are happening there's an ongoing conversation between you and that person and you do feel a lot more on the level i think those sorts of shows are really you know i mean it it is podcasting's dna absolutely substance is the key so what does the future hold for spotify um will they be able to fund substance will they be able to turn this empire podcast empire into a profitable sustainable business or will they have to rethink their strategy? Or will they get gobbled up? What do you guys think? Yeah. Hit us up. Let us know. Let us know what you're thinking. I can tell you one thing. We're going to be hearing a lot more ads, I would say, on on your podcast. And I think this is sort of one of these areas where uh, Amazons and Apples of this world could really come in and, and do something very different. Well, particularly Google, the greatest ad company of all time. Mm. The greatest ad company. Everyone says the great, you know, the search, but it's the, they are the greatest ad company of all time you look at google they also have youtube which is the greatest user-generated content business of all time and then if you look at something like an amazon that is also a marketplace for content creators or in this case sellers of goods so they've created this marketplace where amazon's not selling any products so you're up against organizations which are doing exactly what perfect for podcasting Mm. where podcasting is often not commissioned most of the time it's not it's just punters putting their stuff up people creating content pushing it out there so you are going against companies that have that 
Okay. This ties beautifully into the next story. Spotify is reportedly limiting ad payouts for white noise podcasters. So it's a controversial decision by Spotify to limit the ad payouts for white noise podcasts. What is a white noise podcast? It's a genre of podcasts that play soothing sounds like rain or static for hours. Yeah. Have you listened to one of these? I have uh, dabbled from time to time. I mean, like sometimes if you're trying to focus on something at work and you just need a bit of like I like that sort of airplane sound. Uh, as you're trying to work. I love the airplane sound. I just fall asleep on a plane. Yeah. yeah. But I've got my own one, which is like a, which is like an AI generated nonstop uh, white noise or whatever kind of noise. Like there's a whole bunch of different categories you can choose from. It's fantastic. You don't have those kind of breaks. You don't have anything like that. You know, certainly don't have ads. Yeah. I sometimes use a deep sleep uh, playlist on Spotify. That's a good one. What I don't like is water. Is this the bladder control thing, Stocks? Yeah. You wake up in the night going, why do I need to pay? It's like, oh, I've been listening to running water <laughs> subconsciously for the last four hours. So that's the one I, I avoid. Um, but I do like thunder and things like that as well. I do. They're kind of cool. So white noise podcasts are popular among people who use them to relax, sleep, or focus, but they also generate a lot of ad revenue for, for Spotify, which pays creators based on the number of streams and ad impressions. So this is kind of just a bit of a, they've found a bit of a glitch in the matrix here, really, haven't mm. they? So starting from October 1st, Spotify will exclude white noise podcasts from its ambassador ad programs, which allows creators to read ads for Spotify content and earn extra money. They say the change is to ensure that the Ambassador Ads program is fair and transparent for all creators and to align with its mission of supporting diverse and original audio content. I love it. We're doing it to be fair. Yeah, but you mm. can't play. Yeah. I mean, look, on Spotify's side of this, if you're making ambient noise podcasts, you know, I'm not really coming to hear your voice. It's not the voice that's selling me on this thing. It's like a really specific purpose that I need. And obviously, there's an extreme utility for this thing because they're very popular, but... but do you see some sort of irony here in a company that Spotify that creates nothing in terms of content? Yeah. Going, <laughs> going oh, someone else has found a little uh, a little market inefficiency yeah. in cre- actually creating content, but in a very simple way and uh, gaming it. Yeah. Well, maybe they'll be shutting down the podcast labs and just been open up, be opening up the white noise labs. Love it. it. All is not lost. White noise podcasters can still monetize their sh- shows through other means such as paid subscriptions, listener support, and automated ads, which they insert. Third-party ads into the podcast. That sounds shit. That yeah. sounds like a really bad experience for the user. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, as always, the user is a loser. Some examples of white noise podcasts that will be affected by this change and the ones that were apparently worth checking out, some of the biggest ones, there is Relaxing White Noise, which one, which features <laughs> sounds like ocean waves, thunderstorms and fireplaces. There's Calming White Noise 2, which offers sounds like fans, air conditioners and humming machines. And then there's the White Noise Podcast, which mixes different types of white noise together to create unique soundscapes. Give them a go. Check them out if you're looking for some white noise. And will we be doing a bit of a recap podcast on some of these white noise? I think we should break them down. Yeah, yeah fantastic. Yeah, That's totally. I loved episode four, season seven. Yep. Yeah, it was a real banger. The way that, that little fire crackled, that was, yeah, that was some good stuff. Interesting article from Washington Post, Jules. Mm-hmm. It's the non-stop podcast listeners are onto something. So for some people, podcasts offer constant companionship. Is around-the-clock audio a rude habit or a neurological necessity? Article by Tatum Hunter. Yeah, as you said, I mean, some people apparently are using podcasts as a constant companion, uh, filling the silence with voices to help them focus or cope with emotions or 
anything that happens in the day-to-day world, right? If you're a bit lonely and you don't have someone necessarily to talk to, at least you can hear someone talking and it can make quite a difference. Yeah. So the data point that they refer to is that a third of Americans listen to podcasts and many listen to more than 10 hours a week. So it's filling a void like radio before. It's like a popular form of media. Um, some people use as background noise throughout the day. I, I did. I had a uh, business for a while where I had to get up early in the morning you know, before the sun was up and yeah. I just felt like I was alone. So I would put on radio at that time just to feel like I knew someone else was up. I don't know. It, I guess podcasts is giving me the same feeling, but yeah. there was, for me, the the attraction was knowing that there was someone up there sitting in a radio booth in the darkness as well yeah. talking to me. <laughs> that maybe it was pre-recorded and maybe I was just kidding myself. No, but I think you're right. I mean, like, you know, if you sit there in, in, a, in a quiet house alone, you know, there's a lot of time in your own thoughts and all those sorts of things. So, or you're getting up early and, you know, you, you've got to go off and do whatever job. I mean, it's just nice to have another voice there to kind of wake you up a bit, get the mind ticking, think about some other ideas. I mean, for sure, I can see the, the benefit. Uh, with this whole working from home mental health crisis that's going on, um, I can see podcast consumption must be through the roof. I mean, people say they feel less anxious when they hear voices in their ears. As opposed to voices in the head, I guess. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, look, is this actually a good idea? So, what are the benefits and drawbacks of you know nonstop listening here? How does it affect our cognitive abilities and mental health? Podcasts provide a source of stimulation and information that can enhance your learning and your memory. Podcasts also, as we've seen, the most rusted on listeners are ones who are looking for information. So, being exposed to new ideas, new perspectives, or maybe the same bloody perspective yep. and facts that can, can enrich your knowledge and your curiosity and that's good for your mental health. There's also, I guess, a social com- support and connection. feels like you're part of something but it's also what we talked about so many times. It's this familiarity. It's almost a friend. Yeah. Podcast hosts are your friends and you're very familiar and it's taken to a comfortable place and you go, oh, I can't wait to hear what these guys are going to talk or these girls are going to talk about this week, etc., etc. Yeah, and that's that community or sense of belonging there as well because not only are you really into them and you're just so devoted, there are other people who are as full on with these shows as you are i mean it's great sort of when you hear these ones doing their live shows and you just hear the audience they're just really getting into it so much and they hear all the things that the podcast host usually says or all those little fallbacks and that everyone's laughing and blah 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 you know i mean that's a great little thing to have yeah well also podcasts are like a jukebox yeah. you know, where, where do i want to go to i'm feeling a bit down let's go there yeah i want to i want to hear i want to hear some comedy or i want to hear something about this or Geez, my sporting it's simple as like my sporting team's crap. I want to hear someone who cares more about me than this rant about it <laughs> and just make me feel better. Or someone who's blind one eyed supporter say, It's don't worry, it's gonna be fine. Yeah. There's all these different things. What do you want from where do you want to go? And you can go, I want a bit of mental health here, give me some inspiration or give me some darkness, whatever it may be. You can go where you want with podcasting. So that's cool. Mm. A few drawbacks from listening to podcasts constantly. Uh well, they say Missing out on things like silence, which is apparently is incredible for brain development and creativity. Yeah, I'm with that. So what I've been doing for the last month is I don't listen to any audio for the first half hour of every day. Yeah, don't okay. listen to music, don't listen to podcasts, nothing. And I just cruise around, do my morning stuff. Are you checking emails? Are you checking? Oh, I'll look at the phone to see if there's anything. Because what I've done with emails is I've put a few VIPs and if there's something from one of them, I know I have a look. Otherwise, no, I don't look at emails. Yeah. But I've, always, I've been quite disciplined about that for a while. But what I was always doing was getting on, going, I've got to put on this podcast straight away or I want to put on this music straight away. And I've just stopped putting anything into my brain for the first half hour. Yeah. And I found it 
really good for my mental health. Like I feel, and I'm not, a, you know me, I'm not a bloody woo-woo kind of person. Yeah. But I feel significant difference because my theory, and this is what I'm dying on, is, uh-huh. you know, when you think about something before you go to bed and you can't work it out and then subconsciously you solve it in your sleep and you just got the answer in the morning. Yeah. I don't think that process ends when you wake up. I think you still got that percolating there. And I just like to keep, that side of my subconscious mind still ticking over while I'm doing mundane tasks. And you know that I watched Layer Cake the other day and there was that great reference about um, meditation. Mm-hmm. And it's Colin Meaney talking to Daniel Craig and he does uh, basically the pulling guns. the gun apart. And yeah. he goes, hey, it's just distracting the front of your brain with a mundane task yeah. and letting the rest of your brain just go go and solve shit. Yeah, fishing or anything. I mean, you look, it's, it's why you have these great ideas when you're in the shower or doing something like that. Like it's the times where you actually are free of distractions and your mind is able just to kind of run a little bit wild. Yeah, so I mean, that's really the negative they're talking about. It's, it's whether you're actually depriving yourself by shutting yourself socially um, by just listening to many podcasts <coughs> and not being present and not being in the moment and not being in the room and yeah. just shutting it down socially. And I think that is a real problem with these people who are just still haven't reintegrated post-pandemic and there's a lot of them yeah you know obviously keep listening to this show but yeah. well look the the what the trade-off i came to the absolute revelation i had was oh i run a podcast business i can listen to podcasts during the day and it's completely like i could just sit there for 20 minutes and listen to a podcast and i'm actually doing you business right it's like you idiot yeah <laughs> but i just had this thing where i segmented and said no i've just got to try and cram in all the podcast listening i've got to do around my day it's like yeah. no no you can do it at work, in the office, go up the roof, sit in the sun, do whatever, walk around the block. You can do that. Yeah. So that was where the trade-off came and that, that's how I, I got into it. One last thing on pop culture references. Missed you last week because I've been hit up by about five, six people about this. I've made a rural juror reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 30 Rock. Just, yeah, <laughs> and Cam just flew <laughs> over his head. And I, was like, <laughs> and I felt so old and like a dinosaur at that moment. Oh, God, I should have pretended I didn't know what you were talking about so I could have seemed youthful for a second. Yeah, sitting off at this 29-year-old. And then it's like, no, no, it wasn't that. He's got a blind spot. Uh, here's another reference. Well, it is the children who are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, look on that bombshell. Let's get out of here. Great to see you as always, man. Good to have you back. Good to be able to um, actually talk in pop cultural references that people get. Totally. Yeah. And look, thanks obviously to Mandy. Thanks to Ruby on the socials there. And thanks for everyone who's been submitting questions and thoughts through Spotify. I mean, that's really cool to see. Um, and just the general engagement that we're going through with the Instagram. If you haven't joined yet, head on over to Insta and go behind underscore the underscore podcast. Later. Later.